Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to episode 41 of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness. I have a special guest with me here, Hilary Wheeler, and you have seen her on a Conscious Parenting show that we had, and I just wanted you guys to get to know her better. She's a fabulous person, a beautiful mom, and she has so much to share, so we just wanted to share some of the information with you that what's helped her what she's working on um just life stuff so hillary welcome to the show and please share with the audience what bullshit you have said goodbye to to be where you're at right now thank you thank you and hello hello um so I'm, I'm, you know, I've been on this planet for a little while, so there's a lot of bullshit that I've had to deal with over the years, um, and I haven't said goodbye to as much of it as I would like, but I would say in my work with you, Atusa, I am learning to say goodbye to bullshit around uh, body shaming and um, expectations or, you know, from society around how you should look, act, feel, think, whatever that may be, um, and also saying goodbye to bullshit in terms of toxic relationships or situations or um, just my role in creating those or, or perpetuating them. So there's a, a couple of things. Nice, nice. I love all those. I love all of those. And um, I like the one that you're talking about toxic relationships. So let's talk about that. Toxic relationship, how were you able to say goodbye to toxic relationship? And the key point here, I think you mentioned it, that a lot of people are not looking at it, is that your responsibility in those, meaning what, why are you in it? What, what are you contributing? What are you taking away? And that helps you see why you're in those relationships. So how did you do it? How did you say bye to those toxic relationships. Well, and I wish I had a, you know, that I, I was absolutely perfect about saying goodbye to them uh, kind of statement to, to add, but I should start by saying I'm a people pleaser. And that's something that I have um, known for a really long time, but I didn't realize how toxic that was for me. And then how mm -hmm. that way of uh, reacting and interacting with the world was, perpetuating for me personally, also these relationships, right? So I was doing everything in service of the other person. Um, if I found that my anxiety was, was arising and no matter how much therapy I've been in or coaching or whatever, it just was unable to, or I was unable in that process to remove that filter. And what has now happened I'm aware of the people pleasing in a different way. And I think that's because, again, you remove some, some blocks from me. I'm aware of it in the sense that just because I'm thinking something, it doesn't mean I'm accurately perceiving that situation. It's just how I'm perceiving it, which I have understood intellectually before, but not emotionally. And I finally get it emotionally. Nice. So the way I, I practice that, because I'm still new, is I'll have a thought or a feeling about something or someone you know, situation or, or a person. And I stop myself and I say, okay, is that true? <laughs> you know, like, it, it, can I validate that? Yeah. Um, and it's not always easy for me, but another thing you've taught me is that I have a choice. So I can choose to see something that way. And I'm making that conscious choice 
or I can um, look for other options along that choice spectrum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in terms of the specifics of a relationship, it's more of just kind of slowly back backing out a little bit and distancing more so than um, any sort of like peace out <laughs> declaration. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually, what you said was great. And I love how you brought the choice in there. I had not, uh, you know, I talk about it, but never had somebody else explained how they use choice in terms of the emotions you're feeling at the point or how you're perceiving things. But I think something you touched on too, is that the reason a lot of people are in those relationships is the people pleasing aspect and the people pleasing aspect is there because you're not really fully loving yourself and accepting yourself. So you're trying to get that from the people in your life, which also I think goes back to something else you said, is the uh, body and self image and the self love that goes with that. And, you know, we live in a society right now, again, you said it too, that everything's on the outside, how, you know, your looks, your, everything's on your social media, you know, uh, how people are interacting with each other, the parties you go to, the restaurant you go to, the food you're eating, everything is all about that outside validation and not the inside. So um, what changed for you in that aspect that you're shifting it to being more in a space of loving your body, loving yourself, accepting yourself? You know, I think it's... And I know it's a work in progress. Everybody, yeah, yeah, by yeah, the way, the message is everybody is a work in progress. We're never done. Yeah. nobody's ever done I think everybody looks at those people's like oh they have it together she's got it together he's got it together or even the gurus the work is never done for anybody as long as you're in this physical body you are a work in progress and it continues down that road amen to that yes <laughs> true for me I think it's been a perfect storm of various things coalescing um Part of it is, I mean, quite frankly, age. Um, so I'm 53 and I've experienced things over and over again enough to be like, oh my gosh, Hillary, really, that's not working. <laughs> I mean, it's taken a lot in some of those areas. The other part of it is to, um, I mean, just the physical, like almost lack of energy. There's a depletion of energy, which if I only have so much energy and I'm not consciously generating it for myself in any one, you know, in any moment, which, you know, is currently the case, I don't have enough to care. <laughs> like if I just, it's yeah, just yeah. there. So that's another part of it. And then the piece that I spent so much of my life thinking I had to look and act a certain way. I'm a, you know, I was a teenager in the eighties, right? So well, my hair isn't as big. <laughs> um, I had it. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> I used to create a shadow behind me. With <laughs> Trust me, I have pictures, and it's like, holy cow! Did but like my head? Did it hurt having to carry all that? I know. And this is natural. I actually got a perm throughout. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> but I, I was. 
I wasn't shown or modeled necessarily, and sorry, mom, if you end up watching this, how to um, internally validate myself versus externally. And mm -hmm. probably the culture and how I was growing up and all the rest of it, but all of the validation came externally. You mm -hmm. know, um, being a good student, uh, being an athlete, how you look, being funny, all of that. Um, and what kind of pulled the rug out from under me is just various things that have happened over my lifetime that were, you know, challenging to go through. And I had nothing to grasp onto. There was no internal rock. Um, and when you don't have the external validation or everything you thought was, isn't you're, you're falling, you're free falling. Mm -hmm. So I've been working really hard in various areas from quite frankly, putting aside the self-help books, because no matter how much I was reading those, those weren't actually resonating with me finding people like yourself, Atusa, to really kind of explore what's in there and then practicing what I'm learning in that moment and becoming comfortable with the reality of what that is. So through COVID and I, I'm getting here in a long, you know, long winded way. Um, I put on a lot of weight, like 40 pounds, 40 pounds showing up right here. And like everybody else, you know, I'm like, oh, COVID, COVID, you know, well, okay, we've been, you know, really out of the thick of it for, for a while here, yet that pattern for me maintains. And so I had to become really comfortable with loving what is, and I know that sounds like preaching, and I know that sounds like, yeah, right, whatever. I never thought I would be that person. I, looking at my body and saying like, or in my clothes and just saying like, it is so cool, Hillary, that you're up a couple sizes in spandex. <laughs> Mm -hmm. don't stress um and truly feeling it and yeah. so and it just so you helped me with that I, I could not I mean truly could not have done that without you and it was as simple as those mantras and just that the work that we did together like just I don't know there was just a, a poignancy in the simplicity of it it goes back um we talked about it a little bit in the conscious parenting and you mentioned mom sorry mom mom's out there um they're doing their best. The reason your mom couldn't teach you because nobody taught her. And it, it has been passed down. That external validation has been passed down for generations and generations. And we haven't stopped that pattern of behavior of going inside. And I think one of the main things that, you know, I just guide and you did it. You were willing to do it and do the hard work, which is the practice and seeing things and, you know, looking in that mirror and saying, no, I got to love this. I got to accept this. And then from there, everything else falls into place. And, um, and I know a lot of people struggle, struggled with uh, gaining weight during COVID and still are struggling with that outside of it as well. But um that weight, trust me, it's going to go. It's not here to stay. That weight, even the weight, I always talk about everything is there for a purpose to show you something, to reveal something for you, for you to experience something. And once you experience it and feel it, then it goes away. It's done its job. You've learned the lesson and it goes. And through that practice, you're doing that right now, which is... Whatever this body shows up as, can you love it? Yeah. Can you accept it? Because it's your home. This is your home in this lifetime. I... So congratulations to you. You have done a fabulous job. <laughs>
Well, not necessarily taking care of my home, but yes, in terms of <laughs> now appreciating my home. I taking care of it though is simple. It's, I mean, it's not, um, you are taking by just loving it and accepting it. That's the first step. I mean, taking care of, I ask people, you know, what is self-care, self-love? Everybody talks about it. And even those self-help books that you mentioned, and I think a lot of those things, they keep pointing to, you got to be positive. You got to say positive things. You got to, and positive necessarily doesn't work. Being, being positive all the time, saying positive things doesn't work because it takes you away from the moment. If the moment is not positive, if the moment, the feeling is not positive and whatever is there and you're trying to force it into positive, it's not going to work. So, yep. Yeah, I remember the first time you had given me a mantra about just it, it was more about just appreciating my physical home and what it's it's done over my lifetime um and i i started the, the first time i did the exercise you know, i'm standing in the mirror and i'm like and i'll look you know i, I love my body it's awesome and i'm like no i just really don't know <laughs> like and it just wasn't wasn't working but when i i actually thought about what my body has carried me through through and done over this period of time mm -hmm. and I was like hmm okay and so I started breaking it down almost by you know like body part by body part like you had mentioned mm -hmm. and then just really feeling this appreciation for that which yeah. was awesome yeah yeah um what she's talking about there's an exercise I think I've talked about it on here too that you know, you, you're going to say love and gratitude to your body, but you're going body part by body part. So external is where most people have a hard time because, again, you're looking at it. You're like, yeah, no, you know, Ooh, I love my stomach. Not really, you know. Ooh, look at my chin now. I don't love my chin. Oh, no, not my ears, my big ears. So everybody has those things so they can't say it. So the outside ones is usually just go through whichever one, even if it's your fingernail that you can say, I love my fingernail, or I love my eyelashes, go for it. It doesn't need to be that much. But uh, then the internal stuff that you don't see, um, they become easier. In, even the internal ones, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, if they uh, drank over the years or they had done drugs over the years, um, there are certain body parts, you know, kidneys, liver, they like, oh, you know, I, don't, I can't really say I love you too. That's when you ask forgiveness for your body too. Um, and I know you and I had uh, worked on that as well, is whatever you feel you've done to your body, can you love your body and say, hey, forgive me. I didn't know I was doing those things. Now let's start fresh. Let's accept and go from here. But internal body parts, you know, blood, blood vessels, you know, pancreas, you know, gallbladder. Most people don't know even what it is for, you know, your heart, your lungs. It, you know, if you're not a smoker, you can definitely say, I love my lungs. So start with those things as easier internal ones. And yeah, forgiveness, just like everything else. I love that. And big hair or two, so big hair. Big hair, big hair. I love my hair. There was a time. You know, I couldn't really say that just because I had so much hair. And like you're talking about, it created all the pictures. It's like, and I had like real jet black hair and there's a big shadow behind me too. So it's like a double the hair. It's like, oh my God. But yeah, that my hair actually took a long time for me to love my hair, especially 
um, in my family and growing up, curly hair was definitely not a sign of beauty. You had to have, yeah, yeah. It was like straight hair, black hair was not a sign of beauty. You needed to be light color, blondish, you know? So I had the double whammy. I had just black hair and curly hair. So definitely not a sign of beauty. And it took a long time for me to actually really love my hair. And then from there, you know, Letting it go gray, all gray. I, which I, it looks amazing. You know, and it's interesting as you talk about that, how I, I feel like if, if I had personally, if I had started my teenage years now, that my experience of myself and my trajectory would be so much different because there's much more acceptance now in terms of different looks, different lifestyles, different cultures, whatever that may be, that you know, you and I did not experience mm-hmm. in the, the 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to think about what that experience might have been like. And really, for me, like, I, I, I almost revel hanging out with my son and some of his friends, because I, I just get to be me. And I mean, it, there's no perception thing, except that, you know, you're a mom, but... <laughs> They're experiencing it different, though. I've been with uh, Ilya as well. Their acceptance, and that's something he always tells me, is like, you don't get it. Because, again, like, I see, like, oh, my God, if, you know, now you guys have so many different opportunities and so many things, it's acceptable that it wasn't then. But, um, and he just, he sometimes says, you don't get it. It's different for us. And um, I quite haven't gotten what that difference is. What is it that they're struggling in there? I know um, that body love, it's still with them as well. That hasn't changed. Yeah. And it's amazing for me that throughout the years, that's something that even because I've got even some clients that um, their parents, you know, send me their kids, not send me their kids. I, you know, <laughs> have me work with their kids and um, that self-love. I've had, um, I don't know now, probably five um, teenagers sort of in that high school, graduated from high school age. You know, the oldest one was 19. The youngest one, I think, was like 15, 16. And they all struggled from uh, body image. And I see it in Ilya. I see it in his friends that they all are talking about their bodies. Yeah. And um, it's a thing that hasn't changed. And I, the only way I see it changing um, is parents. You know, once you start loving yourself and accepting yourself, um, it might take a while to translate for the kids but they will move that way because they, once they see you, I, I, it's not even you talking about it, whether it's by example, that energy transfers to them, you releasing that stuff in yourself uh, impacts them. Um, I know Ilya did not used to like the way he looked at all. And this is the first year um that he actually, the words come out of his mouth that, mom, I love myself. I look good. And I was like, that's the biggest like gift to me. It's like, what? What? And I start like tearing up. It's like, are you going to do it again? I'm like, well, you say these things. You You don't know what a big deal that is to me, especially 
coming like all these years that he was not able to. He would get up and say, I hate the way I look. I hate this. I hate my body. You know, why can't I be this? Why can't I be that way? And I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, what happened? You know, what, you know, why, what, why are you feeling this way? And, you know, now, I mean, this year is just like, um, even like, uh, I think it was like last week, he was saying, you know, I love the way I look. And it's, so it's not that one. I don't know what your take um, is, you know, with your son and his friends, but that one, I see it, it's still there. That body love is something that it's still there. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I think I hear about it um, even more from my friends who have girls um, for, for kids. And you're right. Uh, it's so interesting to me because when I look back, you know, we, we don't necessarily choose the body, you know, that we're given you like mm. my, my family, I say, you know, they're meant to survive on the plains for a really long time without food or water. <laughs> So, I mean, that's good, right? Evolution. Yeah. Like, that's good. But, you know, I we're, we're okay now with today's modern society. But um, I think that in our attempts to control our bodies, that's where that balance gets off. And it's not about controlling anything. It's about listening to um, and adapting with and, and really caring about what your body is saying to you rather than put, we can push through it, right? You know, yeah. whatever that is, you can push through it, but that's not the right way to be. Listening to your body. I love that. Yes. That's such a big deal like, to listen. I know. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear that too. I listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> So how is the listening working for you? Like what it, it, it describe, I know I've talked about it, but I'd like for you to describe to um, the audience, what does that listening mean to you? How have you listened to your body? And when you listen, then what happens? I like that question. I personally started off with a letter to my body because I'm a writer. So I thought that would be a good way to personify it for me and like really step out of it and treat my body as something that uh, wasn't, you know, over here in the corner, but it was like, you know, real and present and solid, um, which it is. It's very real and present and solid. But um, so I started there. And then as, as I practiced the work that you had given me, and even after that, I would recognize it, it was almost like my body was tugging on my shirt like hey hey um I hurt my knee hurts or you know of course when you get a little bit older things start or hey I don't I'm, I'm really tired like I you know I started hearing that I think sooner and then rather than um saying hey knee just stop talking I'm gonna hop on one leg and just you know get through or whatever this is honoring whatever that that was I am by no means perfect at that but um it more my body talked to me through um the body parts that I I talk to during that, that, um, gratitude exercise. So it doesn't come as a holistic thing. It comes as a one body part talking to me. That's perfect though. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect though. That's it's telling you, and I'm glad you're listening because that's the start of it. A lot of people, they push through the pain. Like you said, they're not listening. They're just like, you know, okay, me 
shut up, I got to go do this. Or knee, shut up, you know, right now I need to exercise because the exercise keep, keeps my mental health, you know, so I'm not going to not listen to you. And they push through that pain and that's when they injure themselves and that's when other things start to happen. You know, I, I talked about that for myself. I was not listening to my body at all. I was a runner and I would do crazy amount of weight training and um, – I had uh, pictures of it. I don't know if I have it or not. Um, I, at some point, I was in so much pain. I kid you not. And, you know, I was diagnosed at a young age, like very, very young. Like with the, one time they told me I had arthritis. One time they said you had rheumatoid arthritis. And I have pictures, like I'm in my probably 30. And you know those Solampas patches for arthritis? Yeah. So I had one wrapped around each finger on both hands and coming down here because I was in so much pain. <laughs> and um, they're all gone now. That's why I, I tell people like, you know, those things, yes, physical stuff happens, but they're happening to show you something. They're happening for you to listen to your body. And if you're not listening, it's going to get louder and louder and louder until it gets your attention. Now, are you going to listen to me or what? And it did. It got my attention in so many different. Luckily, I would not. Um, anytime I got diagnosed with stuff, I knew like internally, that's not the reason. I knew there's something else behind it. Um so the medical stuff, I didn't pay attention, but the internal stuff, I wasn't paying attention either. I was like, no, I can't, I can't listen to you either. You're too much for me to handle right now. So I was sort of in between. And um, when I started loving and accepting my body, listening to it, forgiving myself, forgiving my body for all the things I had done to it, then all those things started going away. And yeah, haven't had pain for many many years now i can do this 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 used to hurt closing like making a fist oh my god that was so painful oh, yeah yeah not good you can do jack yeah. no. <laughs> exactly um we should get a picture of you with your 80s hair and your <laughs> exactly my 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 patches down my arm yeah yeah uh, Oh but uh, I'm glad you touched on listening uh, to the body because that's an important part and um, everybody, uh, everybody, if you can just take away that one point from this, that's going to be a key here, listening to your body and forgiving your body. Um, really quickly to jump in because this was yeah. something I struggled with. I didn't create space to listen. That's the other thing I would, I would say that I did is I needed to create space. So I tend to live my life rushing thing to thing, you know, the stereotypical type A. So no matter what is talking to me, including it could be my child, I, I was, you know, kind of like half in and half out. So by creating space, then I'm able to hear what my body is saying or the guidance that I'm getting. And that is important. And I need to get better I want to get better at practicing to create that space. So what does creating space look like? I like that. For me, it is, um, it is, is more like silence and just being versus on the phone, um, you know, just walking in it's for some people, it could be walking and thinking. And sometimes that would be me, but I just need to like 
be still and not in a meditation kind of way because I am not good at that. Um, but still in that these feelings come up and these just it's a pause. It is it's like it is like giving your molecules space and your breathing if through your whole body and like almost the analogy of like, you know, kind of absorbing into your environment. I love that. <laughs> I love that. No, that's really, but that's, that's the best meditation. Oh, good. Cause yes. yeah, I, I meditation shame myself. <laughs> Do not meditate. See the meditation shaming too. I think that's something society has done and yep. they've taken meditation to something else that was never, it was never meant for that. Meditation was mindfulness and creating that space that you're doing so beautifully. And I like that. Your molecules in that space and just being in there and observing everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, good. Yay. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're almost out of time. We have one minute. Yes. Yes, actually, we're going to wrap it up because that was a perfect place to just say goodbye to everybody. Um, thank you. Thank you, Hillary. A lot yeah. of good things we talked about. You can see Hillary on Conscious Parenting as well. Please join us. That's every month. I think we're doing it every fourth Tuesday, third Tuesday, something like that. But look for that as well. There's uh, fabulous moms talking about their uh, the kids and how we parent different styles of parenting. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for being here today. Bye everybody. Enjoy your day.